The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation, Mike Campion here with another better, improved Mike, Mike and uh, Pilar Shirk. The, these guys are some of our elite members. They started PJ's House Cleaning in October 2019, Coatesville, Chester County, uh, Pennsylvania. For those of you who are ignorant about Pennsylvanian um, geography, as, I, as am I, Mike, let me know. That's about 45 minutes out of Philadelphia. Um, they've got about a couple hundred residential commercial customers and uh, looking to add another hundred uh, same time this year. Uh, this time next year. So maybe we'll do a follow-up podcast and see how they're doing. Uh, Pilar, Mike, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us here. Glad to have you. So just warning to uh, uh, Cleaning Nation, I found Mike and Pilar to be fairly equally intelligent and encouraging and, and good to listen to, but Pilar doesn't speak. So I'm going to do my best to get her to, <laughs> to contribute. Michael talk, you ask him, but Pilar won't. So... Um, what I'd love to do since you guys, um, I'll just tell you kind of my experience with these two and then let them fill in all the blanks because I think their side of the story will be more interesting than mine. Uh, I got to meet Mike a couple months ago and they've got, like we mentioned, a couple hundred uh, customers, which is a nice size. And they're still doing some of the cleaning. And that's, or they, they at least certainly were when we talked. And that's um, unusual. For most of you guys, you'll find that zero to 5,000, you're kind of cleaning on your own. Um, you can kind of maybe sneak it to eight or nine or 10. If you've got a partner and the both of you are cleaning or you, you, you know, bushwhack a kid or something, you know, a brother-in-law some, some poor son of a gun into, into cleaning with you. And then maybe if you get a couple of helpers, you can, uh, you know, squeeze that up to even 15 or 20 year and still be clean, but it's unusual for, to get to that, you know, the kind of couple hundred mark where, where the revenue mark where these guys are at. So I would love to hear just kind of how you got from beginning to where you're at and what made you reach out and finally go, we got to do something different. This isn't working for us. So that's, that's the, the stage I'm going to set. You guys walk on and tell your story. Well, basically what happened when we started the business, we didn't uh, have a good foundation in place. So a lot of it was like trial by fire. And um, as the business grew, uh, because we didn't have those systems in place, there was a lot of chaos Um a lot of, you know, scram. Last minute cancellation for cleaners. Yeah. Now, when you say last minute cancellation, you're talking about clients or employees or both? <laughs> well, both. Cleaners. Well, both, but more cleaners. So okay, they so cleaners call them I won't work today. I'm sorry. And you have scheduled five people and you have to call and cancel customers. And yeah. So just so you guys know, no one resonates with this at all. Cleaning Nation is like, really? All my people show up on time every time. They never call out. They're completely confused by this. But we'll, we're just going to pretend maybe there's one <laughs> cleaner out there that's had a call. Just one. And we'll speak to that that poor guy. But go ahead. Well, the, the big thing we didn't do is we didn't hire for core values. And we also, we were using Google local service ads, which we're still doing just for now. And we really weren't uh, marketing our target audience. So it's like, like you said, we weren't getting the ideal clients and we weren't getting the ideal employees. I mean, we were basically just getting bodies, you know, to fill spots. 
So at least like with going through your program right now, which is great that we, I feel, or we feel we have like a system, um, a, a, a path, a plan to follow. And that makes all the difference in the world. I mean, there, we're still dealing with chaos right now. And PLR has to help out cleaning today because one of the cleaners called out, but at least we feel hopeful that, you know, now we have more direction and, uh, you know, it's just going to take some time to get some more of the pieces in place and more of the systems in place. So I heard two or three things I want to make sure I highlight for the listeners. One, believe it or not, just you guys recognizing, hey, we don't, A, we, we're not getting the result that we want. The fact that we're cleaning and, you know, people calling out affects us personally. It's not just our business kind of handles that. Believe it or not, that's step one. We get people coming to us. They're so, I don't want to say sick, but their their business certainly is so sick. They don't understand that that's a problem. They're like, well, I'm in the cleaning business. That's just how it goes. So the first thing is to step out and go, wait a second. This isn't the life that we meant to create with our business, which sounds obvious once you've made that distinction. But before you have, and until you do, really, there's no way to change. So I love that. So for those of you out there that are like, I guess this is just it. We can't do it. Blah, blah, blah. Um that shall be your reality. But when you kind of go, wait a sec, this can't be different. And if you're listening to the podcast more than 10 seconds, you hopefully you're starting to realize that that can't be different. Second, you said you recognize the problem is, or the opportunity I should say, is the systems that you have aren't necessarily bad systems. They're really good systems to get the result that you're creating. And if you're like, well, I don't like this result. Okay, well, they're not bad systems. They're just the wrong systems for the result that you want. Um, the third thing that I really want you all to hear is, and people don't get this. Um, we we preach it much more so to our clients. Um, what I heard you say, Mike, that if you're taking notes uh, out there, I would write down core values matched employees. Um, a lot of people, especially the dudes, are interested in the hiring funnel and the group interview process. And that's all super important. It, it, it is. But if we helped you streamline hiring the wrong people, I don't know. And we're not even knowing who the right people are. Just like this dude showed up and by God, he fogged a mirror and we're going to start him tonight. Like that's, we can get you as effective and efficient as that. Not just you, Mike, but clean nation is, is, is you want, it's just going to be turning faster right now. You're just like, I've got to hire 30 people to lose hopefully 27 to keep three. And it just, it's too much. And it, it's a rat race. So I love that you get the core values based hiring process and understanding who you're looking for as defined by core values. It's not how good are they at cleaning? What kind of experience do they have? For me, it's not even, do they speak the dadgum language? <laughs> Literally, they'll take a core values match that doesn't even speak English over an English speaking uh, non-core values match. And then the last thing that you said, and then I'm going to have you go forward, it's just, you're, you're dropping so many bombs of truth here. I want everyone to get is we were going on Google ads or whatever. Um, I want to encourage everybody Yes, my favorite places to advertise or get prospects or clients. And that's another thing, by the way. Hopefully, you guys are hearing the way Mike and, well, just Mike, Pilar's agreeing silently, but the way Mike's talking about um, attraction is exactly the same if we're attracting employees or customers. I think we think like, oh, they're going to give us money. Therefore, we have to market to them. And then for employees, we're like, oh, we have to give them money. So somehow it's a different process. Employees are going to be something far more valuable than money. They're giving you their time, right? We can all go make more money, but. An employee spends a night with you, that's gone forever, right? We're all going to be a half hour older at the end of this podcast than we were at the beginning, right? So we were, we are going to market to them very similar. I mean, not exactly the same, but we have to understand we're still marketing. I don't want to say selling to them, but we're still going to treat that funnel, that client attraction, employee attraction, they're both funnels. We want to 
the, the, the underpinnings are going to be exactly the same. So the one encouragement I want to give you, Mike, is yes, I love the most targeted um, employee attraction, which as you guys probably know, is your current employees, right? Referrals from employees or especially when you get core value. And again, here's the problem. If you don't have core values employees, there is no, <laughs> you get none of that. But when you've got core right. values based employees, your next best employee is probably good friends with your, because I hang out with people that have the same values as me, right? And if I'm a really good match, my best friend's probably a good match or the, of the, you know, 100 people in my circle or whatever, there's probably two or three that are a good match. So when, if I'm a good core values match employee, I might give you two or three introductions or referrals every six months and you might hire one or two or three of them, right? So that's the best efficient hole, so to speak, because it's the most targeted, but you can't scale it, right? You can't be like, great, Mike, give me 17 new employees. Like, ah, I just don't have it. So the further we get away, like we do stuff like Google or even Indeed or kind of these broader things, you're absolutely right. You know, if it's a friend of mine, the chance their core values match, if I'm a core values match, super high. You go to Google, we're doing a coin toss here. But the same thing goes with Facebook or any ad that you're doing. When I put out an ad, if I put a Super Bowl ad out, I'm not targeted at all. I'm targeting to people like football or at least like football once a year. So the cool thing is that's where we go to the core values-based hiring funnel. So as opposed to just having an ad out, which isn't going to do anything, especially to an untargeted audience like Indeed or Google or Facebook, any like kind of large audience. But when I do a core values-based hiring ad, the cool thing is I can put that to a general audience. All I need is people who are looking for a job, right? I'm not going to put it on a banner because I don't know what percentage of people looking at that banner are looking for a job. But if I put it on Indeed or you know any hiring platform will do that. So the cool thing is with your higher core values-based hiring ad, even if you show it to an unspecific or untested or you know just a group of people that may or may not be a core values match, the cool thing is that ad's going to get you only to have the people that are core values match raise their hand. So as you're looking for kind of one end of the spectrum referrals from your people, high quality, low quantity, and then you go all the way over to like an Indeed or, you know, Craigslist or some whatever, you're going to have high quantity, low quality, but you can fix that with a hiring. All right. That's all I took from what you said. Um, keep giving. What what other value did you get that we can kind of share with Cleaning Nation and, and ho- hopefully help them them along? Well, like you said, with the core values, it's like if we're not hiring for that, and then it's like we're bringing the wrong people in and we're just bringing their chaos into the, into the business. And that's what we don't want. So it's we're slowly transitioning over to that. We're doing group interviews and it's like, we're not necessarily getting the numbers that we want now, but it's just something I'm going to stick with consistently. Like you said, like I'm going to go like each, uh, every week, the group interview, if somebody shows up fine, if not, I still have time to myself to get things done with the business. So I'm just going to keep with that process. Um, and also, like I said, just like the fact that we have like a roadmap with the systems, um, I'm, uh, I'm really encouraged that we're going to get things turned around to the point where we can basically work ourselves out of a job that we're not working in the businesses like we have been. So let me give Oh, please. Well, hold on. Pilar's going to speak. We're going to let her speak. She never talks. So God forbid I could interrupt Pilar. Talk to me. Sorry. That's, I, I want to add that the problem that we have is that we have all full employees, full-time employees. So if one doesn't come to work, the other two can do the whole other job. So the I would say the best tip is have an extra employee. So part-time. You, a part-time employee. Well, so you part-time. can rotate them. If somebody doesn't come up, doesn't come to work, you have a, a somebody out there. For sure. So I've got let me comment on what Mike said and what Ampolar said. 
And then before we end, I'm just going to ask you where you guys got your 200 clients. Cause I think a lot of people are going to be like, how'd you do that? So we'll talk, we'll, we'll tease that, but let me speak to what Mike said. So again, you're saying such important stuff. Mike's so casual about how he says things. He'll say something really important, but he says it all quiet. So it doesn't sound important. That's what I'm like, hold on, let me repeat. Um, Cause I'll get all jumpy and, and freaked out. So two things. One, I love what you said. And by the way, guys, gals, a lot, again, since most of the people that are still cleaning come in and they're doing, you know, five, $10,000 in revenue. So they really only need two to four clean. It's just not a big thing. So, you know, they can, and this is really just an encouragement to you guys. It can take, I mean, gosh, we've had people get hired and out of cleaning in two, three weeks and with the shortest and two, three months at the longest, as long as you're applying the systems. Um, obviously if you're like, well, we're, we've got a bigger ship. It's going to take longer to, you know, because what might happen, say they've got 20 employees as it is, and maybe of those half aren't core values matches. It's like, oh my gosh. And on top of hiring the three or four people we need to replace ourselves, um, and we're going to touch on why there's three or four for one replacing one or two, because that's going to be on the, my comment to Pilar. We've still got to deal with shuffling through because, you know, it'd be nice if you could just like, all right, 10 core values match, non-core values match people. We know exactly who you are. It's crystal clear. You're all fired. Here's 10 new core values people. They're going to start today and be fully trained. Like, obviously that's, <laughs> wouldn't that be delightful, but it might take two or three or for you guys, because you're not just replacing one or two people or three or four for you, you might have to replace five or 10 non-core values matched. It might take, you know, we can still get you out of cleaning two or three months, but it might take four or five uh, or even six before your whole team is I don't say up to up to snow, but just your whole team's aligned. It's probably the best way. Well, to it's say. almost like a hard reset with with the values presenting those the core values to our current employees and see, you know, who's going to want to work within rebranding or, or uh, uh, resetting the company. And then yeah, all, I love the hard reset terminology. I'm like, yeah, people are just like computers. We could just do that exactly like I said. You're all out. It's very clear who's ones and who's zeros. You go, you stay. We turn it off. Tomorrow morning, we wake up and it's all new. Like, ah, a nerd like me would love that computer-based hard reset. But with, with the dang humans, <laughs> tens, there's a little more nuance. So, the thing I like to say, yes, yeah, soft reset, which is just translate long and painful. Um, I want to say painful, frustrating, perhaps. So the two things that I want you guys to take away from Mike, especially, like I said, if you're taking notes is, um, one, he's not giving up, right? So it's so easy when people are, if there's only two things that you can do that'll screw you up. One is not have the right system. So obviously, like you said, I'm confident I've got the system, but I just keep falling. So no matter how consistently or diligently you follow the wrong systems, you're going to get the wrong result, right? So we'll start there with the foundation, but obviously Mike's got the right systems now. So with the right systems, the only other way you can, you can fail is to give up. That's it, right? Like that truly is it. If you have the system, because again, one plus one always, always equals two. So if you have a system, you know, math always works. Systems always work to get the result that the system is created to generate. So if you know you've got the right system to get the result that you want, the only way you can fail is, is give up. And again, the larger the company is. And by the way, there is some luck involved in this. We do this every day, all day. And like I said, some people put up their funnel. And again, this is generally the smaller companies. And like two, three weeks later, they got three people and they're amazing. And they're out of cleaning and they just never look back. Um, other people that are just as smart and it's not like, well, I'm in the wrong, my area sucks or my area is good. There's none of that. It just, it just takes some time. It takes them two or three months. And they always look at the guys that did it in a month and go, ah, why can't I do that? And it's like, well, just so what? The beautiful thing is, and for everyone in cleaning nation, this is circle this if you're taking notes, we're not looking to get you out of cleaning quick or you're not looking to get you out of cleaning quick or you probably are, but what you should be looking to get out of cleaning is forever. So I'd rather you, because many of you, and I'm, I'm sure Mike and Pilar have experienced this, it's not that they've never been out of cleaning. 
It just, as long as no one calls in and everything, don't nobody move or breathe because if everything goes perfectly, we don't have to clean. And it does go perfectly for one to 12 and a half days. And then you're always waiting for the hammer to drop and by God, it drops. So the goal is going to get out today and hope for the best. And then, well, okay, when is it? Can't plan a vacation. Someone's going to quit. The goal is to be like, how long is it going to take to get a funnel that I trust that I'm out for freaking ever? And just like what Mike said, that is consistency. That is just, I'm going to keep doing it until it's done. That's all. And it sounds boring and easy. It is not. That's the magic. Once you've got the right systems, it's consistency. And that's why we have two full-time mindset coaches because your mindset will kill you and make you give up far before the real thing. Like you're not really doing the wrong things. You're just believing the wrong things and you'll, you'll, you'll spin yourself up to give up way before. And then on what Pilar said, um, one of the big shifts that we teach is definitely part-time, part-time for everybody. So Pilar was going like, Hey, we kind of have part-timers to back up the full-timers. We don't coach you that any full-timers. And I don't want to get into the whole whys and what's, but I just do the math. If you got 10 people doing 40 hours a week, 400 hours of cleaning a week and one quits, well, now you got nine people that I got to work overtime and they're pissed. But if you have um, 20 people working 400 hours a week, they're all working 20. So if one guy quits, they work to 22. It's not even a big deal. Um, or if two or three quit and Mike and Pilar know, and any of you have been in business for more than 10 seconds with employees, they quit in bunches, not always, but once or twice a month, we'll kind of have a calling and somebody will, might just get the look of, yes, <laughs> yes, they quit in bunches. And typically um, good news is when you do core values-based hiring, that happens far less frequently. So if you're not core values-based hiring, sometimes it happens just because bad luck is like, this guy's going to college and this guy's moving and this girl got pregnant. And it's just like a weird confluence of it just happens, but it only happened, you know, zero to two times a year. When we don't have core values-based employees on top of the confluence of this guy got pregnant, just like kind of life, not guy, this gal, whatever. Um, we add, you get two or three bad apples and they start pissing in everybody's ear and, and just like you, you can see this cancer going and then it goes and not only does the culling happen more often it's deeper right as opposed to four people leaving out of 15 seven leaving it's devastating uh, and we don't even know why so at least with the core values you can start going, oh that wasn't a fit and i should have done it. at least we know what the heck happened all right um as typical we're, we're running long so I just know that if I'm clean nation, I'm like, all right, that's great on the hiring. We want Mike and Pilar to get out of cleaning, but how'd you get 200 employees? So, cause again, we're recording this 2022. They started 2019. It's only three years. How did this magical 200 employer customer show up? Well, she was cleaning houses and how many customers did you have roughly? Like when I started? Yeah. Like 25. So then she had 25 customers of her own in 2019. Super common, by the way. Um, you can typically clean like one or two houses by yourself. If they're every other week, you can take about 20 because, you know, two a day times five days is 10. Anyway, so that's that's it. just for all of you guys out there kind of doing math. That's a common number for someone at the top of their cleaning ability, right? I'm guessing Pilar didn't have 25 because she couldn't find 50. She had 25 because if she tried to take 30, she would die. <laughs> She's like, I can't physically do this. Go ahead, Mike, didn't interrupt. Well, then around like 2019, then we just decided to, you know, make a go of it and start a business. and. Like I said, we with Google local service ads and with, with referrals with the customers is basically how we grew. Um, and to answer your question before, like how did we come to you? It's like it just got to the point where we were just tired tired of dealing with the chaos and always putting out the fires. And when we started to have to sit down and look at the business, like analyze, you know, our numbers and, and see like with customers that we lost. I mean, I didn't realize probably just this year alone, we lost 50 customers just due to the turnover with our, um, with our employees. 
So at that point, we just decided to get serious about it. And, and it's like, you know, look, we have to stop this. Uh, it just, it can't go on like this because it's, it's was exhausting us mentally, physically. And that's when we just decided, you know, Hey, we have to do something about it. It's time to get serious. So let's end on that pretty powerful note. I want to encourage all of you guys. And whether it's reaching out to us or doing something different, the key is to take action. And oftentimes that happens when you're at the end of your rope. So typically when people reach out to us for help, let's say 20% of the people reach out because they want to go further faster. Mike, everything's going great. We're, everything's perfect, but we, we think we can make it even better. Great. But the, the vast majority is they either see the problem coming or the problem's there. Um, so I would encourage you, reach out for help and do something different when you see the problem coming, much less painful. But the problem is without the pain, there's no change. So I want to encourage those, that subset of you out there listening, they're like, oh my God, I'm there. I'm ready to, we get a lot of, Mike, if I can't get this fixed, I'm going to sell it. And if I can't sell it, I'll shut it down. I literally don't care. Even if I've been doing it this long and if I got it fixed, it might be worth tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, I just, I won't, I can't, if I can't get this, I'm done. Even if I, you know, I'll, even if I get a nickel for this thing and a hug and a, and a high five, I'm the hell out of here. I just can't. Um, I know that that doesn't feel great, but oftentimes that's the cost to do something. So I want to encourage you guys to reframe that pain and frustration. If you just beat yourself up with it, then you'll just beat yourself up with it. That shall be that. But if you go, all right, I can't and I won't. And you use that as an impetus to make a change and step out of your comfort zone and do something different. And typically that's going to involve, certainly if you're going to ask someone for help, that really is going to be committed to help you, obviously money. But more than that, it's going to involve stepping out of your comfort zone, right? Like no matter how much money you guys or Mike and Pilar give us, if the deal is here's money, but I'm not going to do anything different. <laughs> <laughs> you can get all the money you want. Like there's, there's zero, like that's just the way there's just, or anybody, there's no coach out there that, you know, can in good faith, take your money and sit and give you help. But the rule is you can't do anything different. Like that's crazy. So you could choose to look at that pain as, as only pain. And it is, or you could look at it as every other pain in our life, right? If I have my stomach aches, my body's telling me something's wrong. You can get this fixed and I could just sit around and, and mope. Oh, my stomach hurts. It sucks. It's terrible. And be that as it may, or if you go to the doctor and be like, I can't, I won't, I gotta, I gotta get this done. So I would encourage you guys that are in that pain to not just let the pain be the end of it, have the pain be a signal to go, I got to do something different. And often that's, I'm going to give up. I'm going to shut it down. And that's fine. If that's going to make your life better, by all means do that. I'd rather you be happy and broke than, you know, fight for this business that you hate. And, you know, it's hard to be rich when you hate your business, by the way. So even if that doesn't even typically work where you somehow you can be financially successful, they hate your business as possible, but not recommended. Or get some daggum help. Find out what you're going to do different. So if that different thing for you is selling it or shutting it down, I don't think that's the best, but it's better than living in misery. If it's getting some help, then get some freaking help. Um, so anyway, anything to add uh, to that before we close it down, Team Sure? No. Do you want to say anything? Surprise. Pilar's uh, demurring. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. I, I guess I don't, I'm thinking like the analogy of like a chocolate cake, like a recipe. It's like, you know, it's... if we have the recipe with what we took with the course. So as long as we follow that, the chocolate cake is going to turn out great. Like before we were trying to make our own chocolate cake and it wasn't working so well, if that makes any sense. 
the recipe matters. There's no question about that. <laughs> you get the wrong recipe, you're going to make something that doesn't taste great. All right. Uh, Cleaning Nation, if you've been, this has been valuable, you want some more help, go to growmycleaningcompany.com. We've got over 850 podcasts, completely free. Uh, I would start with the on-demand training. It's the five shifts that you need, also free, and it's amazing. Check it out now, growmycleaningcompany.com. See you there. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast, and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who respond to these texts and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is man. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.